Hello and welcome. I'm Camille and this is the Everyday Budget Podcast, a weekly meeting spot to feel encouraged, motivated, and inspired while paying off debt. We will be interviewing individuals who are swimming through the trenches of debt with you, covering big topics with clear takeaways for this season in your life. Whether you're stealing a few minutes commuting to work or starting your day, thank you for being here. And if your heart so leads, please leave a review and share with your friends. Now let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Everyday Budget Podcast. Wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in. This week, we are delighted to talk with Brandy over at Seven Savings on Instagram. She has a degree in financial counseling, and she is a mom of three, and recently debt-free and just purchased their first investment property. She has so many great tips on talking about automating your savings, paying yourself first, and organizing your money. So many great takeaways. I know I personally learned some great new ideas moving forward with creating my budget, and hopefully you can too. Enjoy this week's episode. Hello, Brandy. (laughs) Are you there? Yes, welcome back. Okay, I called you from my iPad because my phone just said that it turns off every 30 seconds in low power mode, but it has 50% battery, so I don't know what is going on. Okay, well, no worries. I'm glad we were able to figure that out and connect. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you again for coming on to um, the podcast this evening. If you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, that is fine. Um, My name is Brandy, and um, I went to school at Utah State um, University and got a degree in family finance doing financial counseling. And ever since then, I've become a stay-at-home mom to three beautiful children. I just had my third three months ago, and um, I've just been looking to have find a passion outside of being a parent because sometimes it's draining Mm -hmm. and um so I started a blog and I just really love talking about budgeting and finances so uh it's one of my favorite things to talk about so I decided to just do that that's awesome and like I said before I can totally resonate with that because that literally sounds very similar to my life (laughs) um and it is so important to carve that space out away from motherhood because it can be very draining and it makes you feel like you have lost a little bit of your identity outside of that mom role yeah and Um, it feels like you should like you're giving your all to your kids and like you feel like that's good but really I'm realizing that if I do, you know, take more time for myself and do things I like, I'm more patient and kinder and a better parent. Yes, absolutely. Um, I did not realize that you had went to school and have a little bit of a finance background. What is it you said that you did again or Uh, that you went to school for again? For like financial counseling. Okay. We did like pre-purchase counseling before people bought homes or um, like refinancing and stuff like that. Oh, that's super cool. Mortgages. Yeah. Okay. So have you, are you guys currently in debt or are you guys debt free? Um, now as of like two weeks ago, we just paid off our car loan. Congratulations. Thank you. We just have, um, our mortgages. We, when we paid off car loan, we also bought a townhouse. Mm -hmm. So now we have a rental, which I'm super excited about and our mortgage. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Working hard on it, so we're excited about that. 
Oh yeah, no, I'm sure. So is this your first kind of investment property that you've had? Yes. And so we've been a little nervous about it, but it's good. And we just found a renter and she's really awesome. So we're excited about it. Oh yeah, no, I'm totally sure that I'm excited to be at that point in my life one day. Um, I, you're the first person I've talked to that has an investment property. So I know this is a little bit off script from what I had sent you, what we were going to talk oh, about, perfect. but would you mind talking a little bit about what made you decide to invest in getting a rental property? Yeah. I mean, I don't, a lot of people, when we just said we we're going to get a rental, everyone was like, oh, renters are awful. And that, like not encouraging that. I don't know. Me and my husband have always wanted to have a couple rental properties just for mm-hmm. passive income. And, you know, if we hate it, oh, well, we can sell it. The market in Idaho where I live is crazy. And it just mm-hmm. keeps the housing market just going up and up. So, I mean, even if we don't enjoy it too much, like we can sell it and make money, but I think it will be really good for us. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad that it is a good market for you right now. And that's been a benefit for you guys. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I won't deviate too much because I know that I had sent you what we would talk oh, about in advance. Cool. I know lots of people like having a plan. <laughs> um, what were some of the challenges that you faced when you guys were working towards paying off your car loan and getting out of debt? Um, well, in college, I had I graduated like two and a half years before my husband. Mm-hmm. And so then we had to start paying my student loans and we were like, oh, it's just so hard because we were trying to pay mine and he was going to get more from mm. doing the master's program and stuff. So um, we were trying to not get more debt along the way while tackling the debt we had because I just didn't want to get overwhelmed with all the debt, especially mm-hmm. doing like financial counseling. I wasn't going to make great money. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, it's so overwhelming to like take more and more debt, you know? Um, yeah. And so... It ended up working out that um, I just got two jobs. I worked full time on campus and I was able to, it's kind of hard to get a job on campus because they have really good benefits, but I knew I wanted a job on campus because I got half tuition for my husband Mm -hmm. and so. So I finally got a job on campus and was able to get half tuition for him. And then I took another job at night and they just, most all that money that wasn't for, you know, my living and expenses went to my debt for my student loan debts and then um, luckily we got half tuition for the master's program and we were able to save some and he got like a little scholarship like a thousand dollars for one of the three semesters a year so not tens but and we were able to get through the master's program without getting more debt which was awesome oh that's a huge accomplishment and that's yeah. quite a balancing act because yeah um when you know you have to take out more debt to finish school, but you also want to pay off the one you have, it's like, is it kind of finding that balance of, is it worth it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. That's, that's a hard place to be in, but that's awesome that he was, that you were able to get some off tuition by working on the campus. Yeah. That really helped for sure. I mean, yeah. I think that if we hadn't had half tuition, It'd be one of those things where it's like, oh, it's too much to try to tackle. So we would have just taken loans for probably yeah. most of it, honestly. But because it was like more doable, we're like, we can do this if we yeah. pull down and not take out more. So that's half tuition if you worked on campus or had a spouse working on campus. Yes. 
Okay. Well, to anyone who's looking into going to school, see if your spouse or significant other can get a job on campus <laughs> right. and save some money. I did not know that. I'm sure that's not maybe for every university or college out there, but hey, it might be worth looking yeah, into. I think they get really good discounts even if it's not half, but yeah, it was yeah. super awesome. And like we got to choose which fees to pay, the student fees. So like we still paid like the game fees so we could go to all the football okay. games, but didn't pay all these random fees. But usually it's like a thousand dollars in fees and we only paid like 200 of it so like some really cool things that we still got the benefits of being like a student without having to pay all of it yeah okay well that is a really good tidbit of information I had no idea that you got discounts if you worked at a school yeah it's awesome oh yeah and uh, my job that I got on campus was at the campus store and um, the bookstore and mm-hmm. we got free textbooks what works there yeah so that was really oh. because textbooks are so expensive and yes so, they are yeah and I was the manager of the textbook department I always kind of felt awkward when people were like oh this is so expensive I'm like I really wouldn't know because I did work at the bookstore pretty much all through college not wow, as a management I- position till the end but I was like oh I don't know I don't pay for books I almost want to go back to school and see if I could like swing this. Right? I mean, obviously I can't, I have no access to a time machine, nor do I know if I yeah. can build one. <laughs> but that is something I wish I knew because yeah, yeah a, a position at a bookstore, like that's, it's not like you needed a much education to apply yeah. for that position. Oh, yeah, no. So we that's. Just, we had students every semester and then we'd hire them on permanent um, but yeah. usually you'd have to work a few semesters temporary to get on just because so many people wanted to work there. Well, yeah, because they can get a discount yeah. on their tuition, which I had no idea that was a thing for schools. So the tuition's only for like the salary positions, but still, I mean, that's huge. That free textbooks yeah. is huge, even for the students. So no, it's that is cool. huge. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm going to yeah. make sure everyone <laughs> I know who's going to school knows that that is a potential. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what were some of the ways that you guys celebrated along the way when you were paying off your debt? Um, I mean, just little things. I would say we, my big weakness with money is eating out. So definitely mm-hmm. eating out every time we need to celebrate something. Yeah. Um, and like getting treats. Uh, this time when we paid off the car, we went shopping and we were like, oh, everyone can get one thing which we don't just like let our kids buy whatever they want. And my daughter mm-hmm. was so adorable um, walking through the store trying to figure out what she wanted. And I said, honey, do you want this? And she said, you can buy that with your money, but I don't want to buy that with mine. I'm like, oh, I'm not <laughs> buying you a dress with my purchase. So no, thank you. But it was really fun. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> so, and I was going to say about the last thing, back to that really quick, just that um, since, my husband got his master's degree and he got, you know, his, in his career and stuff. Um, we did take, we got a car loan and because we felt like we needed it and we felt like we deserved it because, you know, we got through school and we worked really hard. And so we deserved to have this car that had room for, <laughs> with the car seats, my husband could barely put his seat back like Mm -hmm. enough to drive and so we're like we deserve this we've worked hard but then we were not thrilled with us later they're like why did we get a car like we you know like when we work so hard to like try to pay off our debt and pay not get more debt for school and then you know so anyways I was gonna say that but we definitely did fall into that just being like well we deserve this 
but we are now go have debt with that so that's good oh you know what I think of all the debt I've had because I've had every debt possible to man I feel um I think paying off my car loan to date has been the most satisfying yeah um and then I have not, I have yet to pay off one of my student loans or my husband's between the two of us, we have four student loans and I'm sure those will probably be the most rewarding considering we've had them the longest, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the car loan, it, there's a special feeling when you pay that off because yeah. it's, it literally like the student loan, I can kind of justify sometimes in yeah, my head. So I'm like, I needed the education. I could have probably pursued a smarter way to pay for it, but it is what it is. At least yeah. I'm using it. Yeah. The car <laughs> loan though. Yeah. <laughs> like it is just, it stings because it's like, I could have bought any other car. I'm paying this for five years. Yeah. It's so much money. And yeah. the day that is paid off, like I felt like it was the biggest raise I ever I, received. I totally agree. And I feel so awkward sometimes being like, oh you know like don't you know be smart with money do this do that and I'm like why did I take this car loan like I know but I did not need it we had a functioning mm-hmm. car that was paid off it was not having like problems I, I mean other yeah. than the squishiness it was annoying but yeah it's hard yeah. it's easy to like feel like you have to like live up with the Joneses you know and, like fit in and mm-hmm. I need this like but really it's fine without it you know mm-hmm. and it's still oh. so much better when it's paid it's so true and you know what so many people I think get stuck into that car loan trap and it's usually fresh out of school university students yeah. who do it yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm going based on who I talk to and runs who runs in the same circle as me but um yeah car I literally think car loans are just a trap in general but yeah, definitely with that being said that is my view that's I how know I, many people share it, but yeah. I, if you feel that is what you need to do in your life. You yeah. need to learn that experience on your own sometimes. Cause my husband was told by his dad, never, ever, ever, ever get a car loan. Oh, really? We got two. And oh. his dad like still is like, why the heck did you get yeah. a car loan? It's like, you know what? We learned the mistake and we know we will never do it again. Sometimes yeah. you just, you're That's told. Mm-hmm. You do. And it doesn't matter how many times your parents sometimes tell you not to do something. You just, it, the lesson doesn't sink in oh, until you was, do it yourself. That was today. I have told my son a million times not to get on the treadmill. And today I got on the treadmill and he fell and it was rubbing on him. He got like these burns all over. Oh, it was oh. And my husband's <laughs> like, you know, hopefully he won't actually get on anymore. Learn the hard way. I'm like, yeah, I was so yeah. sad. But honestly, he probably needed it because he tries to get on the treadmill every day. So. <laughs> Oh, right. See, we're doing it since the second we learned how to walk, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. So have you and your husband always kind of shared similar financial values or what did you guys have to have a conversation to get on the same page? Tell me a little bit about what it's like to manage your money in a relationship. So um, I have both sides from my parents. Like my dad um, is really, really frugal. Um, And but plays it really safe and doesn't have any fun with his money. And my mom is very, very generous, but also it's like filed for bankruptcy. So I've seen both mm-hmm. sides where my husband's parents both aren't very good with money. And so mm-hmm. when I met him, he had no savings. He only had like a couple hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, that's like, he didn't have a job because he just moved to college. I met him like right when we moved. And and so we always used to joke that I needed to be his money manager because he stressed me out. And I'm like, oh, you need help. And um, so once we started dating and stuff, um, 
we dated for like three years and so I think when we've been dating for like two we decided like we want to get married in like a year or so and we decided to start a savings account together and I think it was like the best thing we've ever done for us because Mm -hmm. we just started putting like we got paid bi-weekly both of us and we put like $20 from each paycheck and ish and um, I think he felt pressure because I was doing it because I love saving. That's like mm-hmm. in my jeans. I just think it's so fun and it makes me happy. <laughs> and he had never done that. But I think he was like, oh, Brandy's been $20. Like I better put $20. So, um, I mean, it adds up fast. That was like $80 a month. And um, and when I we hit our first thousand, he was like, oh my gosh, I've never had a thousand dollars before. And I was like, oh, Wow. And I'm like, I'm so glad that, you know, you're like saving. And so then we had a few thousand when we got married and Mm -hmm. it was so nice to have like something, you know, together, especially that we were bringing into our marriage, even though, you know, like we were poor college students. It was nice to have like something and feel secure with that, but also like taught us such a good foundation for marriage. And like, we try to save and we're on the same page with that, even though he's still like a little bit more of a spender than me he's actually like Mm -hmm. so good with money now and very like conscious about it and I I don't think it's that big of a deal for me because like I've seen my dad and I I have that in my genes you know like it came from Mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm a balance between my parents because I've seen both sides but like where he only has parents that haven't aren't super great with money like I'm always super Mm -hmm. impressed by how good he is now and not like he's trying so hard it's like become who he is which is awesome which just goes to show you can really learn about money in your adulthood and I like that you say that he that's just how he's become now because I can relate a lot to your husband I grew up with absolutely no understanding of money I was 25 before I ever saw a thousand dollars in my savings account yeah and it was like I felt like it was just I would always get beat up because I'm like, I'm never going to learn this. I'm never going to learn this. And then it was like, cool, getting that mindset of just never out of your head has to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're right. Once you, it really is a learned skill managing your money and saving your money. Yeah. I think it's super interesting that, so I took uh, the financial courses, obviously um, at college and Um, they have the courses you have to take in order to graduate, you know, the English Mm -hmm. and all these things. Um, But I just think it's so interesting because there's not a financial course that's like, it's one of the options of like 10 options for this, you know, group or whatever, at least that's how it is at Utah State. But I know a lot of universities don't require one. And I wish so badly that it was one of the ones you had to take. It wasn't an option of 10 or whatever, because Mm -hmm. it's crazy that you aren't taught more and people just learn Mm -hmm. from experience and like Mm -hmm. by making mistakes from it and you know just simple things like writing a check or maybe not getting like all the store cards when they're offered at like the stores you know that you shop at Mm -hmm. just I just think it's so interesting and sad that it's not taught more yeah and I am hoping like I feel like there's a big 
shift, at least maybe it's just because everybody I follow is in some kind of financial industry, (laughs) Um, that the shift is coming to hopefully one day for being in schools. Because I agree, I think a lot of the time it's expected that we are taught these skills at home, but most of us aren't being taught these at home or these skills at home. And we're observing what our parents are doing and we're either doing exactly what our parents did or we're doing the opposite exactly, of what our parents yeah. did because they never really talked about it. So uh-huh. we're trying to mirror something we didn't really understand. Yeah. Um, but playing- I do. Sorry, keep going. Oh, I was just going to say, I do think, and I hope that this will be taught one day. Like, I think it should be started like junior high, yes, high school, too. into university. I actually learned how to write a check in my grade six class because oh. it was, you'd get like points or like money for. I can't I don't want to say good behavior it's a very old memory but I remember that's the first experience I had was writing a fake check was in grade six oh, and it was to buy awesome. some kind of Furby yeah because <laughs> oh, yeah, I still sometimes get awkward about writing the check yeah oh. oh well we don't even have checks here anymore <laughs> I don't write them ever but <laughs> um I really do hope because I feel like that is a skill that should be taught yes, very very young yeah. um but anyways what was your thought that you were going to share just that you know money people don't like to talk about it a lot too so like mm-hmm. parents aren't usually telling their kids like I mean sometimes little things but not like when they're struggling or when they're doing good like they don't really talk about money because it's such an awkward subject for people sometimes and so it's just so yeah. hard to learn Mm-hmm. No, you make a very good point of that. It is a very taboo subject. And it depends too, like, um, culturally, what the relationship with money is. I know my husband was raised in a much different culture than I was. Um, and when we started talking about money, he still hates how open I am about talking about money because for him it's something very private you keep it to yourself you don't talk about it with anybody and I'm just like that is exactly how we got into our situation (laughs) and so I think that that plays a big role as well into how we perceive our money is how our parents and just the culture that we grew up in perceives money because um you're right. If you are surrounded by people, because I do have friends who have absolutely fantastic relationship with money and it was from their parents so that it is out there. Those relationships are there. Um, but I think if that you have that relationship where you're not afraid to talk about money with your parents, then I think that kind of rolls a bit into your adulthood as well. Yeah. Um, and so I really do think that that positive strong relationship with money starts in the home and something that I'm like really cautious about with my kids is I never want them to hear me say I can't afford something in a negative way Mm -hmm. um but at the same time wanting them to understand they can't just have everything they want and so if you've got any tips on this I'd appreciate it because my son is always like why can't I okay a big one right now is he wants to go to Mexico again and I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I'm going to not even say money's the issue because it's COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I've been off the table for the last, you know, tw- yeah. 12 months or so. I've been like, it's COVID. Airlines That's are closed. Fair, yeah. But prior to that, I was like, how do I explain to him we can't just hop on a plane and go to Mexico? Because then his comment as a four-year-old was, can we buy a plane? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know if you have any... Like I, thoughts on that, like how to teach you, teach your kids that. Man, I uh, wish I knew because I was, I'm the one that's not great about that. My husband's like, because I'll just be like, oh, 
we don't have money for that. We don't have, you know, my daughter one day tried mm-hmm. to give me some of her like allowance money because mm-hmm. she thought we have no money. And Casey's like, mm-hmm. my husband's like, I don't like that we, they think that we don't, we need to let them know we're choosing to be smart with our money. So I try mm-hmm. to say that, but my go-to is definitely like, oh, we can't afford that. And then like, well, technically we may could, you know, probably could, but like, that is not somewhere we want to spend our money. We want to spend our money elsewhere. But I mm-hmm. definitely catch myself just saying we don't have money for it. Mm-hmm. But that's a good point. What you just said is we have the money, but we're that's not on the list today, or that's not what we have planned for our money right now. Yeah. And just putting a little bit more of a positive connotation on it. Yeah. Because I feel like saying we can't afford that is always so negative. Yeah. Definitely. And it's so limiting too. Yeah, it's um, but I like I that. <laughs> yeah, but no, you you suggested saying like we don't. What what is it you just said? I, I had that thought when you said um, it. Just but that we we have yeah haven't, but we want to use it other places. We're not just going to yeah. use it on this. We chose to use it elsewhere. But yeah, my husband often has to remind me because I just find myself being like, we don't have the money for it. Sorry. It's a quick go to, and it's yeah. retraining that thought process. Oh, yeah. But I like That's that nice. saying we have the money, but we're putting it towards this this time that's maybe on their list next time yeah no that's a really good one um so what are some of so you're now a family of three congratulations on your newest addition what are some of the I mean I realize that everything's kind of a bit different with this year but what were some of the free or less expensive activities that you enjoyed doing as a family um, our favorite activity to do is family movie night for sure. Um, we have a like a little movie theater in our house, um, mm-hmm. and we just love movies. And so we have a popcorn machine, like a big popcorn machine that we got for Christmas a few years ago. We told everyone like we want a popcorn machine. Like, oh, um, that's awesome! Yeah, and I love popcorn. So we usually pop popcorn, watch a movie, and get um a little Caesar's pizza, which is six dollars so and it's like our favorite pizza so even though it's also the cheapest one but we really enjoy it and it's like our kids favorite like thing to do with us so it's nice that it's not too much and we can skip the pizza if you know we don't need it that night or whatever but six dollars can you really go wrong with a six dollar pizza I'm, i'm sure even in canada they're six dollars yeah so like that you can you can justify I feel like a six dollar yeah, pizza especially definitely. when it's feeding little kids they'll be happy with anything with pepperoni on oh, it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome well what are some tips that you would give to someone just starting out on their debt-free journey um I probably have a handful let me think um well definitely first so my blog is called seven savings but my biggest thing is having lots of different accounts and keeping my money separate that has helped me tremendously um, okay. And not just like having it all in the checking account because people like my family or friends will be like, oh, you're so good with money. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I have tons of weaknesses with money. Like, I just do mm-hmm. not want to cook and I do not want to clean and I could eat out every single meal. But mm-hmm. I just putting money in different accounts and only leaving a certain amount in my checking account is so helpful to me because then I do not have the money to spend and waste. But if like, if I don't budget on payday, like, oh, we're eating out for days till that money gets out. Like, I just have mm-hmm. to budget it quickly because I also love to spend money. Um, So keeping them all separated is super easy for me to, like, keep track of everything. 
and like make my money work for me instead of just having it all in there and getting flustered and spending it on whatever I want. So do you have separate checkings accounts then? Yeah. Or I you have are the first person I've ever heard who has that. Oh, really? I have yeah. like, oh, <laughs> a lot. I probably have like eight or nine. I have a, like a blog post about all my different ones that I have, but um, yeah, I, cause we're self like contracted. So we have to pull out our own taxes. So I have an account oh, where yes. I pull out our taxes and um. I noticed that it was really hard for us because he gets paid once a month that um, right. by the end of the month, well, two weeks later, I'm like, whoa, the money is gone. So I split his paycheck and I put it like in a separate checking account. And then two weeks later, mm-hmm. I kind of pay ourselves. Like I'm like, okay, here's the other half because otherwise we would just spend it in two weeks. And so mm-hmm. I have one for that. I have, um, I have our savings account like at a whole different bank. So I never even see it. Uh, and I like have a account that I just put money for health related stuff so that when stuff comes up, I have money saved, but yeah, so I think I have like eight or nine because they're all separated. So none of the money is together and they're all labeled. And like, I just got my rental and I went to the bank and I got a new checking account and I, they were like, what do you want to name it? And I just named it like our rental townhouse and so then I can see when I get on the computer like oh this is the money for the rental and they all have names and it's so nice I'm gonna have to read this post of yours are they all through the same bank account like you can have multiple checkings uh-huh. accounts yeah like I only have two banks um just because I wanted my savings separate but yeah they're all in um some have some annoying things like oh you have to transfer money into it each month but I just Mm -hmm. like have uh they can put like a loop on it like it takes out $25 and puts it back in the next day so that it's always active and stuff so Mm -hmm. they have some weird regulations like that sometimes when you get more but I love having it all separated that is very interesting I had no idea you can do that you have taught me so much in this last half hour (laughs) Uh, the school tuition, the multiple checkings <laughs> account. I always thought you can only have a checkings and a savings oh, account. Oh, yeah, you should definitely. I think it is fantastic. I have yeah. a lot. I'm sure my bank's always like, really? You need another one? I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. I do. Oh, well, we do have three separate banks because my husband as well is self-employed. And so his company has like his business account. Okay. And then our visa is not with our bank. It's with who I have my car loan with. Okay but I don't have my car loan now and to transfer to our other bank, we're just like, we'll just keep it. And then we have our like regular bank, but in all of them, we've got a checkings and a savings account, but I didn't know you could have one bank with multiple oh, yeah. checkings accounts. Yeah. You should definitely look into it. I think it's, we will be my... having this conversation <laughs> yeah. tonight. It's like my <laughs> biggest, like most helpful thing I would say. So, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that tip. Yeah. It, I, never heard that before so deeply appreciate that I'm going to legitimately look at, into this this week okay. um is there anything else that you would like to kind of say or leave us with before we wrap up today um yeah well I was thinking for one more piece of advice that I really like mm-hmm. is paying yourself first um yes I there's a book called the automatic millionaire that I read in college and I just loved it Um, it's like a super simple read, but all about just paying yourself first. And I try to, um, my 
one of my family members, I always have this conversation with her about paying herself first because she's kind of like in a rut where she just makes enough money to pay her bills and she wants to progress and move away from our town and do other things, but she just can't. And I'm like, and she's always like, I just don't make enough. And I'm like, but honestly, like you totally could like the smallest amount mm-hmm. paying yourself first. Um, because it's just kind of goes back to having all my money separated. Like if you leave money in your checking, like it's so much easier to spend. And, um, she eats out all the time and I'm mm-hmm. like, she's like, I don't have money. I'm like, but the thing is she is good with money when she, uh, doesn't have the money she doesn't spend it she's not like going and putting money on her credit card or having to borrow money but she does spend the money she has and so I always tell her like if you could automatically pay yourself first like you are your first bill because she's so good about paying her bills never ever late and I'm like if you were your first bill and it's even like five dollars two dollars twenty dollars you know whatever it is like over time you're gonna be able to save and get where you want to be and not feeling like restricted and living paycheck to paycheck so I love being able to pay myself first and I think I saw a huge thing with uh, when we got married that we had been saving into that account and then we got married and uh, we kind of like stopped saving a little bit for a second and or I would want to put other money aside and he was like oh no we put a little bit this month and I'm like oh. so I read that book and I ended up I was like, is it okay if I just set up some automatic stuff? And my husband's like, sure. So I just mm-hmm. set up a certain percent every month. And, um, you know, we weren't, we were feeling really restricted at the time because we had to pay my student loans and only one of us was working because he wasn't allowed to work at all during the master's program. And we were trying to not get more debt. So we were feeling so restricted, but I still just put like a small percent and it was so nice. It made me feel so good that we were still saving and it wasn't tons, but like he never noticed, like, because my paychecks would fluctuate a tiny bit, like, we never noticed that there was money missing. Because, you know, if there was mm-hmm. my paychecks fluctuate by $40, like, we would live off $40 less or whatever. And mm-hmm. so that's just how it felt when I paid myself, we paid ourselves first and never even thought, like, when payday came, the amount that was in our checking account was the amount we had to live off of. But really, it had already went some to savings. So, I think that's mm-hmm. huge too, if you can like think of it that way. Like you are your most important bill. No, I think that is excellent, and I think just adding the word "bill" to you, like as a person, yeah. puts a sense of urgency on it. So you would never be late for your power oh, bill. No. Yeah, you're like that's so like, important, but yeah, your future mm-hmm. and it's so important too. That's important mm-hmm. to invest in that. But obviously, like if you have tons of debt, like maybe just putting that towards debt or whatever too. Um, but just mm-hmm. doing stuff for your financial future first. You know, exactly. That's excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you again so much for accepting the invitation to come on and share a little bit about your experience mm-hmm. and your expertise with us. I know I personally learned a lot during this phone call. Oh, so, um, so I hope the listeners also find the same value in it as well. Oh, really and fun. I'm looking forward to to looking at your blog that one about nine savings accounts yeah or checkings accounts yeah definitely well thank you awesome. so much it was so good to talk to you you too take care brandy yeah.
All right, folks, there you have it. That was a wrap for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Brandy, thank you so much again for coming on. It was a delight to talk with you and learn everything that you are doing. And I will link in the show notes where you can find Brandy at Seven Savings as well as where you can find her blog at Seven Savings. And we can all check out that post about nine checkings accounts. I think that's amazing. So hopefully you're able to take away some great um, tactics and tools to uh, paying off a debt. And you were able to realize that you're not alone. Lots of us are learning how to use money for the first time. Lots of us are learning to save. Some of us are getting investing investment properties. And we're really just at all different stages of our debt-free journeys and winning with money and learning how to make money and use it to benefit us in our life and use it as a very positive tool. So Wherever you are, do not feel like you are behind. You are right where you need to be. And I wish you the best of luck in 2021 paying off your debt. And if you would like to be featured in this podcast, I would love for you to reach out and connect to me. You can direct message me on Instagram at the Everyday Budget. Send me your name. Tell me a little bit about yourself. If I follow you already, I probably already know you. If I do not follow you, please send me a DM. I would love to connect and hear about your story and get you on to this podcast. Thank you again so much for listening. And if your heart still leads, please leave a review. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that there was at least one positive takeaway for you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, I would love to hear from you. Take a screenshot and tag me over at the Everyday Budget over on Instagram. I would love to hear what you have to say and what your takeaways were. Plus, this helps get this podcast in front of the people who need it the most, who are paying off debt and keeping it in secret with their struggles. We all know talking about money is taboo, and we need to all work together to destigmatize the negativity around talking about money in general. Until next time, you guys, take care. Mm-hmm.